Innalhamdalillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ghfiruh Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina Wa min sayyiyati a'malina Man yahdihillahu falamudhillala Wa man yudhlil falahadiyala Ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Suratullahi wa salamuhu alayhi Amma ba'd يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar لا إله إلا الله Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar ولله الحمد Alhamdulillah An Bahz ibn Hakim An abihi An jaddihi Annahu sa'ala Rasulullah Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Anil Islam The Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He was asked about Islam What is Islam? And I want you to pay very close attention To the answer of the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam From the standpoint of How do we relate to that which was mentioned by the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, I want us to listen to the words of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and then to weigh ourselves in light of the answer of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he was asked about Islam. فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن يسلم قلبك لله that your heart it submits unto Allah that your heart it submits unto Allah. And يسلم قلبك لله تعالى that it submits to Allah the Most High. وأن تولي وجهك إلى الله وأن تولي وجهك إلى الله تعالى and that you turn your face unto Allah the Most High. وتصلي الصلاة مكتوبة and that you pray the obligatory prayers. وتؤدي الزكاة مفروضة and that you give the obligatory charity, the charity that is mandatory. Let us reflect, Ya Ibadullah. And I, again, I want us to look at these words as relates to ourselves. And I want us to question ourselves, where do we stand? Where do we stack up as relates to this? The Prophet Wasallam he began by saying, That your heart, it submits unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now it is easy for us to say upon our tongues 
that yes, my heart has submitted unto Allah, but has your heart submitted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Has your heart submitted unto Allah jalla wa'ala? Waqala al-alama, al-shaykh Salih Abdaziz al-shaykh, hafidhullahu ta'ala. The meaning of that the heart submits to Allah, al-islam al-qalb, al-islam al-qalb, lillahi jalla wa'ala, ya'ni, alla yakun fi al-qalb, mu'adhwam ghayrillah. He mentions, he says, what is meant by the Islam of the heart, what is meant by the Islam of the heart, is that an individual will have nothing inside of his heart that he views as being great, as being significant, other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now I want to ask you this, or I want to phrase this differently, so maybe better we understand better. Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most important thing to you? Is Allah jalla wa'ala more important to you than your vain desires? Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more important to you than your job and how you make your money? Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more important to you than your wife? Is Allah jalla wa'ala more important to you for the women than your husband? Is Allah jalla wa'ala, oh you parents, more important to you than your children? Because if this is the case, and it should be the case, you will see your life will transform in ways in which you did not even imagine. Because when an individual, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more important to an individual than his vain desires, then you will see the individual fight against himself, fight against the evil that he may be craving, and submit to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Will be compliant to the rules and regulations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you find an individual and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more important to that individual than his job and the way in which he makes money, then you will see this individual be the best version of himself as relates to an employee. Firstly, they will not take a job that will hinder them from the remembrance of Allah. They will not take a job that will hinder them from being able to practice their religion. They will not take a job that will require from them to commit the haram. They will not take a job that with them within itself is haram. But they will take a job that is halal that will aid them in doing the halal. You will find that this individual, he will become the best version of what an employee should be. Why? Because they will fulfill their agreement. They will fulfill their job description to the best of their ability. Because they know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mandates upon the Muslims that we keep our word and that we fulfill the trust and that we enact the agreement and we fulfill the agreement. So you will find this individual will be the best employee as much as they could be. This is how it would translate as relates to him and his job. If you find an abd, if you find a slave, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is more important to them than their spouse, then you will find from that individual the very best in an action, the very best treatment and behavior with the spouse. Why? Because they know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it mandatory upon the men to live with the woman in kindness. Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَعَاشِرُهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ And live with them in kindness, O you husbands. Live with your wives in kindness. Everything that is kind, everything that is good, everything that is wholesome, everything that is nice. This is how you are to be interacting with your wife. When Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is the greatest thing in your heart, 
You will do that. Why? Because you're seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because you don't want to be seen by your Lord and you're coming up short and negligent as relates to that which he has put upon you. He will spend upon his wife because Allah azza wa jal mandated that he do so. He will be kind to her because Allah azza wa jal mandated that he do so. And likewise with the wife. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest thing in her heart, even more than her husband, then you will find that she will interact with her husband in the most excellent of manners, giving to her husband his rights. Giving to her husband his rights. Why? Because she knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mandated this upon her to give to the husband his rights. So she will excel in giving to the husband his rights to the best of her ability. And likewise, the parents with the children, children with the parents. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest thing in our hearts, then we will excel in fulfilling the rights of others because we know this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has mandated upon us. Also, how this translates is that you will find the heart, the, you will find that the heart itself, it submits unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with ta'a. It submits unto Allah with obedience and with compliance. And obedience and compliance to the rules and regulations of Allah, then it will break down into two different categories. The obedience and compliance to the rules and regulations of Allah inside of your heart. And obedience and compliance to the rules and regulations of Allah inside. Oh, excuse me. What and that which is apparent. Now, so we will be obedient and compliant unto Allah on the inside and the outside, internally and externally. We will fulfill the obligations internally and externally. So you will find this individual will not be an individual that prays his prayer, but he hates the prayer. He will not fast Ramadan, but he hates fasting in Ramadan. No, but you will find a merger. You will find an agreement between the heart and between the limbs. You will find that they love that which Allah Ta'ala has written upon them. They love what Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has made obligatory upon them. And then they enact it. They follow it out. They perform it. They perform their prayers. They fast in Ramadan, so on and so forth. Because they love that which Allah Ta'ala has revealed. Because we know. To hate something that Allah Ta'ala has revealed, then this is kufr, even if you practice it. To hate something that Allah has revealed is disbelief, even if you practice it. So it is incumbent, ya ibad, that we are compliant internally and externally to the rules and regulations, the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is incumbent that we obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala internally and externally. With our hearts and with our limbs on the inside and on the outside, and that the individual, the Muslim, the mu'min, when it comes to them, the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their statement is Sami'na wa ata'na. We hear, we obey. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Allah ta'ala, He says, and it is not for believing man. Nor for believing woman that when Allah and His Messenger have decided in an affair, have ruled in any affair, that they have any type of decision, any type of putting their two cents into it, any type of having an opinion that is 
as relates to the command, the order from Allah Ta'ala and his messenger. There's no room for your two cents. Your opinion means nothing. Because just like your opinion means nothing as relates to the color of the sky, just like your opinion means nothing as relates to whether water is wet or not, the truth is what the truth is. If Allah Ta'ala says it is like that, it is like that. Your opinion doesn't mean anything. If the Prophet وسلم, said it's like that, then it's like that. Your opinion does not mean anything. It does not change the truth because as they say, it is what it is. So it is incumbent that we know and we understand that this and these are from the characteristics of the believing men and the, and the believing women. Is that when Allah Ta'ala and his messenger وسلم, have ruled in an affair, have made a judgment that we have no choice, we have no say so, we have no opinion, no two cents as relates to the command of Allah and his messenger. Allah Ta'ala, he says, وَمَنْ يَعْصِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ and whoever disobeys Allah and his messenger, then they will have gone clearly astray. They will have gone clearly astray. So clear that there's no ambiguity as relates to how much they are astray. Ya ibadullah, it is incumbent that we strive our best to be compliant to the deen of al-Islam. That we strive our best to be the best Muslims that we can be. Now I want everyone to look to themselves to speak to themselves, to challenge themselves. Because you see, there is a difference between being justified and seeking a justification. Because often we'll try to bring excuses. Why we didn't do this? Why we didn't do that? Why we came up short here? Why we came up short there? We give excuses that often, if we were to contemplate and think about, even ourselves don't accept it. Even ourselves, no, maybe not. Maybe not 100% exactly how I, I try to get out of that. But the reality of it is, is that on the day of judgment, you will return back unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your excuses won't avail you. You will return back unto Allah ta'ala, the one who knows everything. You will not be able to put forth any type of excuse. Allah jalla wa'ala, he knows. Allah jalla wa'ala, he knows. He knows what is apparent. He knows what is hidden. He knows what is even more than what is hidden. Allah ta'ala, he knows everything. So if we fool anyone, we're only fooling ourselves. We will never fool Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I want you to look at yourself and to look at your religion and to look at your religious practice and to ask yourself, how can I do better? How can I do those things that I know I should be doing, but I have yet to be frequent in doing them? How can I stay away from those things that I'm not currently staying away from, but I know I should be staying away from? This is what I want you to move away thinking about. How can I become better? Allah jalla wa'ala. He says in his noble book, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu dukhulu fi silmi kaaffah. Allah Ta'ala, he says, O oh, you who believe, enter into Islam completely. Enter into Islam wholeheartedly. Then Allah Ta'ala, he says, and I want you to listen. Allah Ta'ala, he says, وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطَوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ And do not follow the footsteps of shaytan. إِنَّهُ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ مُبِينٌ because verily the shaitan, he is unto you a clear enemy. The shaitan, he is unto you a clear enemy. This is after Allah Ta'ala has told us, has prohibited us that we follow the footsteps of shaitan. What are the khutuwat of shaitan? What are the footsteps of shaitan? The footsteps of shaitan is to take some of the religion and to leave other parts of the religion. These, this and these are the footsteps of shaitan. That we practice some things that we know we should be doing. And other things that we know we should be doing, we just don't practice them. 
We take this and we leave that. This is from the khutuwat al-shaytan. And Allah Ta'ala as relates to this, taking some of the religion, throwing other parts of the religion behind our backs like we don't know about them, but we really know about them. Allah Ta'ala, he asks a tremendous question. Allah Ta'ala, he says, Do you believe in some of the book and disbelieve in other portions of the book? Do you believe in some of the book and disbelieve in other portions of the book? Because this is indicative of the one who takes some of the religion and he leaves off some of the religion. It is as if he is saying, I believe in these ayat here because they agree with what I want. And these other ayat over here, I don't believe with them, so I'm not going to practice them. Do you believe in some of the book and disbelieve in other portions of the book? Because, Bila shakku bila rayb, as the ulama, they explain. This verse explains the meaning of the khutuwat al-shaytan. Is that we take some of the book and we leave off other portions of the book. We believe in some of the book and disbelieve in other portions of the book. We do some things that we know we should be doing and other things that we know we should be doing, we just don't do them. We stay away from some things we know we should be staying away from, but other things that we know we should be staying away from, we do it anyway. So I want you to question yourselves, ask yourselves. Where do we stand as relates to this? Because if we want to be successful on the day of judgment, we have to, we have to, enter into Islam completely to the best of our abilities so fear Allah to the best of your ability fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability this is the homework that I want us to walk away with this from as you find on the Eid Khutbah we like to give some life homework right some life lessons the life lesson that we need for the benefit of this life and in the next the life lesson that we need and we need to work on so that we may benefit in this world and in the next is striving to be compliant with the rules and regulations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you find that ruling and it has come inside of the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you hear it for the first time, now is the challenge because immediately your response should be We hear, we obey. When you find that hadith where the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he has outlined to you a rule or a regulation, an obligation or a prohibition. Now is the test in that moment. Now is the test in that moment. Because our response should be, سَمِعْنَا وَطَعْنَا Our response, it should not be, well that's just sunnah, it's okay, I can leave that alone. No. Is that what Allah Ta'ala tells you how to be? Is that how Allah Ta'ala tells you how to be? Or does Allah Ta'ala tell you, Obey Allah and obey the messenger. Obey Allah and obey the messenger. Is that how it should be? Or does Allah Ta'ala not tell you, Whatever the messenger gives you, take it. And whatever he prohibits you from, stay away from it. So if you find a command coming from the, the, from, from the Rasul, then your only response should be, That's it. We hear, we obey. And then to beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give you the tawfiq, to give you the success and pointing you in the direction of that which is good, give you the success in implementing and keeping and holding on to that which is good, give you the success in staying steadfast upon that which is good. This is how we are to be. This is, these are from the lessons that we learned from this auspicious occasion. When, when, when our father Ibrahim, alayhi salam, when he left our mother and her son, inside of the valley of Mecca, he didn't question. He left her there. He left his baby there. 
Because Allah commanded him to do that. When she knew that he was commanded by Allah to do that action, then she complied to it. She didn't try to bring an excuse. She didn't ask him to ask Allah to change the ruling, but she implemented the ruling. And look at all of the good that has come from it. Look at the story. Look at the historical fact. I don't like to say story in that sense, but look at the historical fact of our father Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wasalam, and everything that is connected to it. And you will find that when the command came, they said, Sami'na wa ta'na. We hear, we obey. Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wasalam, the one who Allah Ta'ala's noble book said, is for us a good example. So let us follow that example in this auspicious occasion, during this time, during these days, let us implement this because this was the way of the prophets and the messengers. When the command came, they said, Sami'na wa ta'na. When the command comes, what are you going to say? Hada fa astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah ali wa lakum wa li jami'i al-muslimin. Subhanakallahum wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfirullah wa tawbi ilayk. Wa jazakum allahu khayran.